Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey fam, I'm Jada Pinkett Smith, and this is the Red Table Talk podcast. All your favorite episodes from the Facebook Watch Show in audio. Produced by Westbrook Audio and iHeartRadio. Please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I guess we'll just wait for her. I invited one of my favorite people to join us today, Tiffany Haddish. Jada! Jada! (laughs) Jada! Hello? She's loud, she's funny, she's in your face, and you'll always know when she's around. Tiff! Jada! Hey, girl! She's overcome foster care, illiteracy, homelessness, and has now hustled her way into the heart of Hollywood. We brought me kale. Yes, kale. You can make a salad out of that. I love kale. Now, how, what kind of kale is this? That though? is the Tuscan kale. Right okay. Here, the Tuscan dark kale green, <laughs> full of vitamins. And you can have that cooler, too. I had got from Target, so. <laughs> Get ready for one of the most motivating and hilarious talks at the Red Table with my girl, Tiffany. All right, let's do this. Nice. You gonna sit there. Okay. So you brought me a gift. Uh Uh-huh. I did. Okay, I brought you a gift. Okay. Oh, she beautiful. 
gorgeous. Just so y'all know, every time I see Tiffany, I give her a bag of some kind. She helping me step my game up. Yeah. Oh, this is gorgeous. That's for you, mama. It's a Valentino? Yes. I said it right, too. Yes. Huh? <laughs> That's this yours. Is gorgeous. Yeah, thank you. You're thank so you, thank welcome. You, thank so, you. Tiff. Mm -hmm. I'm really thankful for our friendship when we did Girls Trip. I had no idea who you were. You were funny as hell. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a fun movie, but we just clicked. Yeah. It's because we've had different experiences, but our backgrounds are very similar. We both thought that we just gonna end up being that statistic. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a baby mama. Yeah. I thought I was gonna be a baby mama with like five kids, four baby daddies, like collect the county check. Right. You know? And so when you came up to me one day, you were like, I know some of your homeboys in Baltimore. <laughs> You're like, I know. By the way, uh, Chris okay. says, hey. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> some of your homeboys in Baltimore. And you were like, me and you, we got similar stories, wink, wink. And I was yeah. like, all right, this is going to be good, because I could just be myself. Yeah. You created something for yourself, and you have been relentless. I feel like, personally, everything that I've been through has prepared me for yes, this journey. Yes. Like, I used to get picked on and bullied and talk, people used to talk mess about me in school. Now, I'm a, like, a celebrity. Let's hear a little bit about your story, just in case our Red Table Talk family might not know what mm -hmm. your story is. I'm from South Central Los Angeles, born and raised. My mom, she raised me for quite some time, and my brothers and sisters and everything, and she had a really bad car accident. Yeah. And basically suffered from some traumatic injuries. She had brain and... Yeah, bringing her head went through a windshield. So, okay. and she survived it. And it took her like three months to learn how to walk again, talk. And then it took a, a long time for her memories to come back. And okay. I remember being at the hospital and the doctor saying, you know, your mom, she'll never be the same. You're going to have to help her a lot more now. So she wasn't able to do a lot of things. So basically everything she had taught me up to that point, I was teaching her. But she became very abusive and violent and never came back to being my mom. She was somebody else. You had to go into foster care because of your mother's condition. Yeah, she wasn't able to take care yeah, of us. Right. Like, I, how I was, old were you when you went? I was thir turning 13. My two sisters got placed together in a home. My two brothers got placed together in a home. And then I had to go to McLaren Hall for like a few days because they couldn't find a place for me, right? right. It's kind of set up like a juvenile detention center. I guess it is in some ways for like kids with behavioral issues it's, or when they can't find a place to place you. Right. So then I'm in McLaren Hall and these girls are like, yeah, you gonna cry tonight. We gonna beat your ass. We gonna blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, come on with it then. Come on with it. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make them laugh or be silly and like, and they laughed and everything. They still came for my ass, but still, right. it was after that, them seeing how silly and goofy I was, they was like, ah, oh, she a clown, she whatever. And it wasn't like trying to beat me up on a regular basis. When I think about it, it was really hard, but I'm so grateful for the experience. Because yep. I got to see how other people live. I thought just my family was up. I right. thought my family was crazy and got mental issues, but turns out everybody, everybody all up. of us. Like Spanish yes. people, black people, yeah, white, white people, people all everybody. People. Yeah. We all messed up. And then so it made me just appreciate even more just being a human. So what happened as far as you get into the 10th grade and, and really not being able to read? There's really a lot of people I gotta say thank you to. Cause I cheated off a lot of people. <laughs> and a lot of them 
got me through high school. Was like, it in high school that you struggled with reading, or was it before that? It was before that, and by 10th grade, my drama teacher figured out I couldn't really read. Like, I, I could read, like, three-letter words, four-letter words, or things that you see every day because of TV, you know, right. fast food joints. I could see that. I know what it is. Anyways, me in school, this girl, I can't remember her first name. I just remember her last name was Lee. Uh -huh. And I try to make sure I always sat behind her. Every time there was like a question, she always raised her hand. So I figured, oh, she's smart. Right. So then I'd be like, man, what'd you get on that last test? She's like, oh, I got an A. Oh man, you smart as hell. Can I see, can maybe can I see your homework? Right. Let me see your, let me see if I did my homework right. I ain't do my homework at all. <laughs> I ain't do my homework at all. I'm just copying basically all her answers. Right. Like, that's how I got through school. Just professionally cheating all the time. Even when, like, we had to do, like, an English class, and it had to do creative writing, right? Right. And so I would just get storybooks, like Garfield or something like that. I just plagiarized. I was the worst. No, I mean, I, listen, I'm listening to you, and I'm like, I did the same thing. I wasn't even supposed to graduate high school. It was literally a gift, my high school diploma. So, but wow. your hustle was a little stronger than mine, because yeah. I went to an art school. So I had a little bit more leniency. Girl. Yeah. My favorite story that you told me is the story where you found out how funny you were. My stepdad used to tell me, you're stupid. And then my grandma always be saying that I was stupid. And my aunties would tell me I'm stupid. And my mama would say I'm stupid. At that point in time in my life, anytime somebody says something to me, I would right. take it literal that I was stupid. Oh. So I didn't really put forth a lot of effort to try to learn how to read or try to. It was difficult already. And then if I'm stupid, well, what's the point? Right. I'm going to be a baby mama anyways. I already take care of kids. What I need to know how to read for, I know what hot dogs look like. I know what rice look like. And I know how to cook that. You right. know? I know how to use a measuring cup. I know numbers. So it was, like to me, not necessary. So when I started working at the airlines, and I was being silly at the ticket counter, and this girl was like, girl, you are so stupid. And I was like, you call me stupid one more time and watch what's going to happen. We're going to have a fight up here. She was like, I'm just saying you funny. Right. And I was like, oh, All these years, probably everybody was saying I was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 19 years old, right. like, oh, damn. <laughs> I'm funny. So what was the turning point for you, Tiff? It just seems like throughout your life, you really didn't get a lot of positive reinforcement. No, but it, it came from other places, though. Like where? My social worker was so instrumental because she really paid attention to me. Really? And she really noticed that I had something. And she got me in that comedy camp. And that's when I first started getting confidence. And maybe I always had confidence and didn't realize it, mm -hmm. but that really helped me to be confident in who I am and what I look like. And I can make fun of this. And, and I thought I was ugly, too. So and it's funny because my social worker used to be like, you're beautiful. And I'm like, stop. You probably say that to all the foster kids so that they don't run away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that. What I love about you is just how you just put your intelligence to a hustle. <laughs> I mean, every step of the way from your childhood, having to go through foster care system, abuse, homelessness, homeless, and still. Never gave up. Where's your mother now? Oh, so I'm so proud of myself and her. Um, in December, we got her out the mental institution. Tiff. Got her the best psychologist. Okay. Got her the best doctor. She's already lost like 30 pounds. I got her apartment in Inglewood, and yeah. I got her and my sister staying there. And I'm like, I'll cover the rent. You cover everything else on mama's side, right? right. And that's what we're doing. It's funny, the other day she was at my house. This is the first time she said, like, she's proud. 
How did it make you feel, though, when your mother told you that she was proud of you? Girl, I was, it took everything in my heart not to just break down and cry. I just hugged her so tight. And right. she was, like, holding me, and we were on each other, just hugging so tight. And I'm just trying not to cry. Right. And then I went to the bathroom, turned on the shower, jumped in that mother and was like, ah, <laughs> it's all worth it. Yeah. Like, that mm, part. That part right there. Y'all didn't get spankings? No. Y'all not really black, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Well, Tiff, with everything that's been going on in your life, as far as the rise, what has been the best part? This is probably going to seem like really small, but to me, it's the biggest thing. But when Beyonce said my nightmare song... <laughs> Girl, I made it. I made it. <laughs> this is it. Okay, I'm a celebrity now. <laughs> so the Beyonce story is this. I went to a party. Beyonce was there. And somebody was acting like they was out of order. So they was, like, pulling on me. And then they, they put their body parts on me. I didn't like that. Right. Then when I found out she bit Beyonce, then it was, like, a whole nother level to it. So I went up to Beyonce. I was like, I'm finna f*** party up. Right. I'm about to get in a fight. And I just need to know, did this really happen? And she said, yeah, but she said, don't do that. I was like, well, I'm gonna need a selfie. And then she took a selfie with me and I didn't fight. In my mind, she could have been real mean about it, right. but she 
protected me. She did. And like, she did. I would have for sure probably went to you, jail. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I could have got beat up. And I hope B knows that, that that could have all gone very badly. Very bad. Yeah. And I wanted her to know that I consider her a hero because I was definitely going no, into my I, hood mentality. Yeah. I want you to know I was happy that she did that. <laughs> yes. Now, why do you think they call it celebrity? Why can't it just be entertainer? Why? Because I nobody threw me no party. I, I haven't had no celebrations yet. <laughs> so where is the celeb celebrity thing? Well, why do they know, call it that? Well, here's the thing. The, ce the celebration has been through the people. The people have celebrated you. Have you noticed that? I mean, they say nice things and stuff. Mm-mm. Tiffany, it's not just nice things. Because what you represent for women who have come from similar stories like you. You have not allowed your story to make you bitter. And even though it makes you sad and sometimes you really struggle, you always reach high. You always reach high. And so I think what you've done for so many women who felt like they haven't had a voice, who haven't felt validated, who feel like they don't matter, you make them matter in a certain way. You, you present yourself like, I'm here, we here together. And this is not just about black women. Yeah. I have seen all kinds of women from all different walks of life. So happy to see you every time they see me. What's Tiffany like? Like, what is she really like? You know what I mean? <laughs> and to me, that's a celebration. People oh. are celebrating you in that way. You know, and that to, that to me more, means more than a party. But to me, a, a celebration is a party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to have a Tiffany Haddish party. It's done. OK, now I'm a celebrity. We're celebrating. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> that part. <laughs> we could do that. We could do that. So Tiff, let's talk a little bit about your love life. My love life? Well, I love me a lot. There you go. <laughs> so That's the best love life we could have. I'm guaranteed to be satisfied over here when it's with me. That part. Um, I'm very busy. Are you dating? I, I would like to date. Okay. Um, I really don't have a lot of time for it, but when somebody asks me out on a date that I'm interested in, like, hanging out with, I will clear the schedule. I will well, make some time. time. So have you had any special requests? So, you know, I was in a Drake music video, yes. right? And so I was texting with Drake, and he's like, man, I'm so excited about the video. I said, man, I'm excited about the video, too. He was like, we should hang out sometime. I'm like, yeah, I'm down to hang out. I'm cool to hang out. You let me know. And he was like, let me take you to dinner. And I was right. like, that sounds good. And he was like, okay, cool, cool. We'll, we'll, wake, we'll make it work, right? So I blocks, I blocks all this time off. Like, shoot, I go get my mustache waxed, you know what I'm saying? Get my armpits waxed, got me a nice little dress. Then I'm like, so what time are we heading out? Are you sitting in the car? Like, where are we going? Right. And then he's like, oh, man, my bad family emergency. I'm in Canada right now. And I was like, okay. 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 <laughs> right. I could have made $100,000 today. Right. But I was trying to see what that D do. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to do that no oh, more. Oh, wait a minute. Speaking of that. <laughs> no, speaking of that, okay? I remember when we were on Girls Trip <laughs> Set, okay? And you were telling me about your special book. Oh, my dick book. Yeah. My dick pic book. <laughs> I was doing research. So basically, because <laughs> I'm a scientist. A very special nature. Yeah, I'm a penealtologist. Yes! I'm a penealtologist. <laughs> when I was younger, anytime I would go on a date, I would ask a guy if 
I could see his penis. Right. And then I would pull out my disposable camera and I'd ask him, can I take a picture of your penis? I'm like, I don't want your face or anything. I just want to remember your penis. <laughs> and they'd be holding it in their hand. And then from their hands, you could see, like, uh, dirty nails, dirty dick. And you can see, like, it, the tip of their penis usually matched their fingernails. It was a nice little coffee table conversation situation. No, I, I have to tell you, that was some of the most fascinating conversations that you and I had. And mm -hmm. what you said was the feet. No, it's not about the feet. It ain't about the feet. It's never about the feet. Check them hands. <laughs> Check them hands. His hands always dry and ashy. His dick probably ashy, too. Oh, my God. Okay, Jen, can we have the fishbowl? <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. This is our little special bowl mm -hmm. where we have questions. Yeah, these are from our Red Table Talk Facebook family right here. Okay. So, Let's pick go. one. All right. All right, let me, let me do. Is there going to be a girl's trip, too? Oh, my gosh. I hope so. I do, too, too. Did they call you? Well, about it, talking about it. Well, you know, they did in the beginning. I haven't heard anything lately. I haven't either. Yeah. I, like two months ago, I got a call saying, um, yeah, they're concerned about how much it's going to cost. That, that. And that, that, that has been my answer to everyone. You know, there's four of us. Mm -hmm. And we all going in together. Yeah. And we sticking together. We sticking together. Oh, I'm not going to ask you this one. Why? Because it's where did you get the name Black Unicorn and... Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's from me having a wart on my forehead. What? When I was in elementary school, right. I had a wart on my forehead. Now, I thought it was a mole, right? But it would grow out like, it would like be like a flower and then right. it would like, kind of spiral around itself. Kids used to be like, you a dirty-ass unicorn, you a dirty-ass unicorn. And so, and they would make fun of me, like Tiffany got flies all on her face because I had a mole right here. I had a, the, I have a mole on my nose. I had a mole, this mole right here under my eye was much smaller then. And then I had this thing growing out my forehead. And I remember this one boy, his name was James. He used to make me so mad. And I was sitting in class one day and I just took some scissors and I just cut it. And I just let it bleed down my face like, like a weirdo. But everybody was like, oh my God, Tiffany's bleeding. It was, they all cared about me. Everybody took care of me. Right. And then he was like, I'm sorry. Why'd you cut your horn off? Like you shouldn't have cut your horn. You might bleed to death. And I was like, if I die, it's all your fault. <laughs> he was so nice to me after that. <laughs> he was so nice to me after that. <laughs> Dang! Oh, my gosh. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. 
change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Oh, Tiffany, you were harassed coming up through the comedy clubs. What's the worst story from those days, and do you have advice for female comics? Oh, yeah. It's definitely a lot of sexual harassment in yeah. comedy because uh, comedians are perverts. I always handled it well, though. Like, right. I always, like, turned it around on them. You know, what a man can't handle is an aggressive woman. Right, right, That, that scares right. the f- out of them. And right. I figured that out early. At first, they would be, like, pushing up on me, like, if you want five minutes... A stage time, you're going to have to give me five minutes. Like, what you going to do for it? And I'm like, I'm not giving up my body for no damn stage time. Like, you going to make money off of me and I'm going to give up my Right. Lip. They're being aggressive. They're basically testing, right. testing their, their boundaries with you. So I would suggest to women, like, when guys, when guys do that, I would, like, return the favor. I would get aggressive right back. If they're like, damn, baby, you fine. I'd be like, ooh, you fine. <laughs> Look right. at you! They're right. like, oh, wait, there's something wrong with this lady. She must got something. That's how I get down. They try to snatch your light, man. Yeah. You can't let them have your light. No, that's real talk. Loved you guys in Girls Trip. Describe your co-stars with one sentence. Regina. Um, pretty smart, cool. Mm-hmm. That's actually three words, but I guess that could be a sentence. She, she is, is pretty, pretty smart, smart, cool. Yes. Queen. Oh, she's just, she's just a super gentle heart. Mm-hmm. Just a super gentle heart. And then me. You! <laughs> You're such a tender soul. You're a tender soul, too. You really are. You just a... You, yeah, you're a tender soul. I think you can be tough. You've had to be tough. Mm-hmm. But really, you're, you're a tenderoni. Yeah, I am <laughs> you a really tenderoni. Are. You're just a tenderoni. I'm going to describe you. Jada is a queen, knowledgeable, and my big sister. Oh, damn! <laughs> I want you to meet my mother. Okay. Gam. Hey. Hey, girl. Hi, looking good. <laughs> yes. yes. How are you? Good. How are you? Yes. See you. Yes. Well, have a seat, Gam. Okay. All right, I will sit down for a second. Was there anything you wanted to ask, Tim? There is, actually. You know, like this whole thing is new for me. Okay, and I already get a bit of attention just from being Jada's mom. You know, people assume that you want all the fame and so you're going to go for it all. Well, let me give you the backstory on that because I was telling Gammy, you want your art, but you might not want all the attention and all the stuff that comes with it. That comes with it. So how are you dealing with that? I'm going to be honest with you. I like it. I told you. (laughs) Some people, some people like it. 
I like it. I like it. When I walk into a room and stuff and people light up with joy, to me, I feel like I'm doing my purpose here on this planet. I feel like that's my job. Now, I got a question for you. How bad was Jada? Did you have to give her a lot of spankings or did you, like, give her time out? <laughs> we didn't, we didn't really My grandmother spank. didn't allow it, Tiffany. Yeah. What? Like, yeah. Back in the day, we did old school parenting when you just, mm. like... Yeah, that's all she needed to do was give me a look. And I was yeah, like, like... what? <laughs> she still could do it. I'd be like, yeah. she did it to me here at the red table. Well, she was like, that's enough of that. We're not going to talk about it. And I was like... <laughs> Uh, like, mommy has spoken. Because, <laughs> you know, it just stays with you forever. It's just right. ingrained in you. It really depends on what the circumstances are. Mm -hmm. Depends on what's going on, what kind of look you actually going to get. It was four of us. Right. And y'all didn't get spankings? No. Y'all not really black, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we were very well-mannered. Well -mannered. But, yeah. you know, you two or three times, and it's just and that's then, enough. then the look. Yeah, you've given me that look before, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I'm gonna be quiet now. It's just energy. <laughs> I wanna learn how to do that look though. Like you have that look, Tiff. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm a telly. I'm a telly. <laughs> there we go. We are done. Tiff. Tiffany, thank you for being here, Mama. Thank you for having this was me. so nice. Yeah. It was just good to be able to sit yeah. with you and talk yeah. to you because your time is precious. Yeah. But it's worth sharing with you and your mom. I love both y'all. Yes, Timmy. This was super fun. Yeah, this was really fun. This was a great conversation. <laughs> yeah, this was good. <laughs> On our next Red Table Talk. The internationally renowned dog whisperer, Caesar Milan, my OG <laughs> homie. Because of Jada, I speak English. Terry. <laughs> You're like the epitome of the American dream. But what has been the most challenging? The feeling of failure. I'm not good enough. I went to a place where I didn't love myself. That's when I wanted to commit suicide. Wow, Caesar. Tiffany Haddish is leaving us, everyone. Thank you, Tiffany. I want to just get Tiff some water. Yes. When you know I'm a car, you be like, oh my God, bro, okay. He's saying yes. All right, you guys. We just got finished at the red table with my sweetheart right here. Tiffany. To join the Red Table Talk family and become a part of the conversation, follow us at facebook.com slash redtabletalk. Thanks for listening to this episode of Red Table Talk podcast, produced by Facebook Watch, Westbrook Audio, and iHeartRadio. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.